Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Rant and Grow. I am your host, Tulio Sergusa, and today I have a friend and a special guest, Adam Marcus. Adam, please introduce yourself to the audience. Absolutely. Uh, I am, uh, as you said, Adam Marcus. Uh, I am a writer, director, producer, but also a uh, coach, an acting coach. Uh, for many years now, um, and I've uh, I'm mostly known for the horror stuff, the big horror movies that I've been involved with, like Jason Goes to Hell and Texas Chainsaw. Uh, but I'm more sort of awarded for the smaller work that I've done in mostly in romantic comedy and comedies in general. So those are like cult classic, aren't they? Yes. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, this is who you're listening to, folks. Now, you said something about being a coach. We're going to go into that in a little bit. But before we do that, I have a custom. Mm-hmm. I start the show with a quick check-in. Okay. And a check-in looks like this. On a scale of 1 to 10, where you are in your state of mind right now, 1 being, man, I, I need some emergency help. 10, everything is flying great. And uh, and then I'll go in right after you. Just a quick check-in where you are right now. Um, I would say right now, probably about an 8. Um just a lot of business pressures and stuff going on right now that I'm sort of up against uh, deadlines. So that, that always, uh, it, it's actually very energizing, but it's also, you know, you're scrambling. So, um, but otherwise everything outside of that is sort of amazing. Great. Yeah. I'm checking in on a seven, eight scale, which is kind of low for me usually because uh, I think we were just talking about this offline. I'm one of those people who's a little freaked out about this whole coronavirus thing going around. <laughs> which is bizarre because usually I hold this consciousness of nothing really gets mm-hmm. gets under my skin. But this thing has sort of like gotten a little bit under my skin. Sure. Probably because I have young kids and mm-hmm. an elder and an elderly parent and uh it just it just got a little like freaky for me. And I'm like I know the facts <laughs> point to not needing to be that way. Sure. But it's not based on well, it facts. It doesn't have to be rational. Exactly. It's yet. totally irrational. No. It's totally irrational. But yeah. uh, anyway, meditating has helped me a lot mm-hmm. to get back to being grounded. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm at in terms of my check-in. Now, you said something about being a coach. And what mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you today about, and I think what I want to share with the audience, is this idea of um, acting as a form of therapy. Mm-hmm. And where I'm coming from with that is, I did this uh, non-actors weekend workshop in New York City 15 years ago. <laughs> it was incredibly transformative. There were actually some, some actors in there, some pretty well-known actors were in there. And, but for the most part, it wasn't designed for actors. It was designed as a workshop um, essentially to, to kind of find your, your true authentic voice. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the person who invited me, I was like, I don't know what that means, but let me check it out. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I stood in front of a room in front of 20 people, and I was like the first one to go up. And they were like, okay, just stand in front of us with your hands down, just relax, and just open your mouth and go, ah. Uh, and everyone had to sort of give you reflection of what they saw. I felt like I was completely naked. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, I thought I was going to learn how to act here. And the whole weekend was a journey of these constant opening myself up, being Mm -hmm. vulnerable, letting people see parts of me I've never shown before. Mm -hmm. But it was incredibly healing to go through that experience. And so I'm curious about how many of your students and people are pursuing that as their career. Mm -hmm. And how many of them are actually sort of, this is like an outlet for them or a therapeutic outlet for them. Tell me a little bit about that. 
Um, <clears throat> well, the, the, the classes that I teach in particular, because we're in, we're in Hollywood, because we're in the sort of epicenter of where m- movies and TV get made, or at least where the process of casting those movies and television get made, um, most of the people that I work with are really all about, you know, wanting to have the careers and wanting to pursue pursue their dreams. Here's the thing. The number of actors in Hollywood that aren't in an acting class far outweigh those that are in an acting class. Um, and I'm, and look, there are... So good, wait a minute. So there's a lot of people who call themselves actors but are not actually perfecting their craft. They're not... They, uh, there's a or lot working of people, on their craft. Well, there's a lot of people who they go to a conservatory for four years. They go to a, a, you know, a college where they get this education as an actor. And then they go, well, I just spent, you know anywhere from 100000 to half a million dollars to become an actor, and I have a degree that says I am, and I'm going in on auditions, so doesn't that make me an actor? And in some cases, it does, and that's fine. I, I take it this way. Anybody that I ever work with, the first thing I ask them is, a, and again, we're in a very kind of health-conscious universe in, in Los Angeles, I say, do you go to the gym? The answer is almost always yes. I say, great. How many times a day, how many times a week do you go to the gym? You know, and it varies anywhere from three to seven times. And there are people who are really fit. And then there are people who just want to stay trim enough to be able to do the work they need to do on camera. And then I say, great. How often do you exercise your acting? Because it's a muscle. Right. And it atrophies the same way the other muscles do. So if all a person is doing is when they are lucky enough to get an audition, that's the only acting class they have. I think they put themselves at a horrible disadvantage in trying to access and be as flexible as they can be when they walk into a room to be able to do the work. That being said, what I find is kind of remarkable is, look, like you were talking about with the, with the, the seminar you took in New York, acting, if you're doing it correctly, is incredibly cathartic. It, I mean, you, you are you're unleashing a ton of stuff if you're allowing yourself to be inside your own skin. Because a lot of people think that acting is, you know, Meryl Streep and Daniel Day-Lewis. And by the way, they're both geniuses. Meryl Streep, I think, accesses her own experiences brilliantly. I think that's what she's doing when she's working. And you're watching her dredge up horrors from her own life. They might not be Sophie's Choice level horrors, but there's something that she can equate and bring an emotional value to a horrible choice she has to make in a movie like that. With Daniel Day-Lewis, I think Daniel Day-Lewis is hardwired a certain way that is not like most people. I think I think he's a little nutty, and I think that, God bless, he's able to actually, I think, access things that that, that haven't happened to him in a spectacular way. What I find amazing is how many people think that acting is about becoming a character when, in fact, the best actors and the people that we all fall in love with, that we want to see over and over again, rarely are they a different person. Rarely are they a character so much that we don't see the actor behind that character. The best actors, especially the movie stars that that we love, those are people that are always that person. They are facilitating what the writer and the director have created in order for them to play in. But it's really who they are being utilized to illustrate that piece of writing. 
Um, so, so yeah. I mean, so in essence, I'm in the business world. Yeah. Anyone who's going to be effective at doing a presentation, for Absolutely. example, they're going to bring themselves, but they might channel certain contexts, right? If I'm going Absolutely. into a board meeting, I'm not going to show up there, you know, anything less than someone who's confident or exudes uh, some authority or a sense of uh, instills a sense of trust for the people that are actually participating there, right? If I'm mm-hmm. the CEO of a company and I show up at a board meeting, that's the expectation. But I'm not gonna just be something I'm not. No. But I ha- I do have to channel different energies in that moment, mm-hmm. you know. Versus, if I'm consoling an employee who just lost their husband or their wife, right? Mm-hmm. That's a very different context. Well, but what I'm you're still being the same person, but and what you're context. doing is what acting really is, which is reacting. The, the the mistake of the of the of the name acting. It's always I always find it to be like that. That's 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 an active verb in the sense that you are doing something but it's not taking something in and the best actors are the ones who are reacting the same way we do in our normal day-to-day life if you and i are having a conversation if i'm a decent human being i'm listening to what you have to say in order for me to be able to respond in a way that's either intelligent or has some empathetic value in some way so great actors are people who are amazing at getting their performance from their partner Right, so th- that's the thing that I, I learned that weekend, which was um, very applicable in sales and in marketing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, how to be genuine and how to tap into a context that's going to make an impact in mm-hmm. that moment. So I always thought to myself, you know, people in business, they, there's all kinds of courses. There's sales courses, training courses, negotiation courses, all kinds of courses to get better at your craft. Mm-hmm. But I think there's like a little secret web and a lot of people are not tapping into. Mm-hmm. And that is acting. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not your profession that you mm-hmm. want to pursue, there's so much you can learn about being vulnerable, about being in the moment, about mm-hmm. stepping into a context that's going to carry or, like you said, react to a situation. You you have you had people like that in the past? Or have you had people who came in to want to be an actor and have used those skills elsewhere? Can you well, talk to some of those examples? Sure. I mean, I can tell you, um, you know, I grew up in a, in a, in a situation. My whole family are in the business, um, and a lot of them are actors and successful actors at that. Um, when I was really young, I had a mentor, a guy named Albert Pia, who um, Al was, um, he was, he was like a father to me. Um, and I, I adored this man and he, he's the one who really taught me sort of the basics of all of this and then took me really down many paths that were far more, um, rich, uh, than, than I expected, especially at, you know, he started with me when I was 11 and we worked together until I was in my, until I was 20. Um, and in that time, there were times when he would bring in people to talk with our classes. And again, this is in junior high, high school into college. So this was my high school theater teacher who was a Broadway director and running three theaters at the same time. So I had this like incredible access to this man. Anyway, he would bring in people. And I remember he brought in a, um, <clears throat> an executive from IBM hmm. who had been a former student. Interesting. Who came in to talk to us about everything he had learned in acting class and that acting class in high school ended up being the most important class for him in his professional life, even though he's not an actor. 
And he said the amount of people he worked with who were crippled by being able just to present, just to be able to talk to a room full of people who were crippled by all those eyes on them. <clears throat> and this guy is like, I was so ahead of the game. I walked into my first job. I was able to do that immediately. And it was only because in high school, when you're, you're most vulnerable, when you're most concerned about people looking at you, I learned the skills of, no, I'm, I, I can present myself. And I'm not going to get booed for it. I'm not going to. None of that's going to happen as long as I'm as long as I'm authentic in how I'm portraying what I'm trying to tell you. And this guy was incredibly successful, and it was great because it was a whole room full of students. And again, if maybe three out of thirty were going to end up being actors, that would be an, an enormous margin. So here's twenty seven other sets of eyes watching this guy saying, "No, no, no. What you're learning here is going to matter more than math." when you get into the business world, because it's about being able to talk to people and be authentic and listen really well and react to that and be able to, you know, present, uh, do a presentation in front of whether it's 10 people or a thousand people being able to have those skills. Um, my brother Kip, who's a marvelous actor um, and was one of the leads of Jason Goes to Hell for me. But before that, he had been on the new Leave it to Beaver series, one of the two leads of the show, um, for five years on Disney and, and TBS. So he, he had already had a really successful acting career. He'd been on Broadway in Les Mis. Um, I mean, he'd done all this stuff. Well, in the second act of his life, he went on to work in tech mm. and, um, and, from, and, and in an uh, executive area. Uh, my brother now, and I'm telling you, due largely in part to the fact that he is such a fantastic actor and so completely open in that way, my brother is the head of uh, marketing for Amazon Europe. Wow. Um, lives in Luxembourg in like a seven-story castle with his five kids and his wife. <laughs> and he... And he presents... all. He was just in Japan a couple days ago presenting to 1,400 people. And he has that skill set because of what we learned when we were 11. All right, so let's talk about the skill sets. Sure. Because I, I want to present this idea uh, that could be an opportunity for people that are, again, in marketing field or in sales or want to become public speakers. Mm -hmm. What are some of the key traits that uh, you come out of as you become an actor that you think are, are incredibly important? Like, would you say, we talked about being authentic, like mm -hmm. being able to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, anything else? Presentation skills, communication skills, yeah, well, listening it, skills. Honestly, it, it it all of it boils down to listening and presenting. Um, well, let me I, ask the question differently. Mm -hmm. What I, what I yeah. meant to ask is, how do people get to those skills? Like, do they show up with those skills, or what's the process okay. to get them there? Because I'm I've heard also a lot of actors are very insecure, right? So by Hardly nature, so. So, so I'm like, how do you go from that being mm -hmm. insecure to confident, being able to communicate, stand in front of a room of 1,400 people. What's that transformation like? One of the things you face when you have students who come in for sure. the first time. Sure. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So students coming for the first time is, 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 is separate from the, from another thing, but we can hit, we can hit both. Cause when students first come into me, let's say somebody who has less experience, especially less experience, let's say in front of the camera. Right. So here they come in, they've had their high school, you know, uh, their plays in high school where mom said they were the best. They went to college, probably got beaten up quite a bit during college. 
Uh, and then they show up to me. Personally, I much prefer when they skip the college part and just go right from mom says I'm the best to me. They have um, more self-confidence. They have more self-confidence. They have less nonsense. A four-year college to teach somebody how to do what they're doing, they're trying to cram a ton of stuff into small windows of time, and it's this idea of breaking you down before they build you up. That's bullshit. Wow. It just is. There, there's no such thing. It's um, kind of, it sounds like it's counterproductive. It really to is. Accomplish. It really is. It also, to me, is a little bit of gaslighting. Um, where we know this magical thing that you can only know when you've suffered. Ah, nonsense. Here's the thing. The best actors are the people who live the most interesting lives outside of their acting. If you walk into a room and you have got a rich personal life, and, and by the way, when I say rich, that doesn't mean it's all hearts and roses and happiness. It can be a ton of misery on your road. It, it, in fact, a lot of times that's even more helpful at times. People who are incredibly well-adjusted tend to make terrible actors at the beginning. They got nothing to draw from. They got nothing. <laughs> they got nothing. So they don't understand. And, and some of them can cry, but there's nothing behind the crying. There's nothing behind the, you know, there's no feeling behind the technique. Right. There's no pain they can access from the... Exactly. Right. We see. See, I knew these things from that workshop. I wouldn't know any of the stuff (laughs) prior to that. No, that but really helped me to relate. But that means it was a really good workshop. It was excellent because they covered a lot for you. Um, look, when, when you see, you know, a young De Niro, well, that guy comes in the room with a lot. I'm not saying the teachers didn't help him access it. They probably did. But they didn't teach him how to do that. That's built in. That's a built in set of triggers and switches. They can get turned on effectively by a good teacher. Um, there are people that it takes longer. That and uh, there are people who are the best people in the world. I love working with them. I think they're awesome, and they are never going to have that skill set. That's not going to be what they access. That that being said, even someone who doesn't have that kind of natural born chops, that person can still walk in the room. And over time and over under, getting to understand themselves better, and it's why we always talk about the instrument, the human instrument, that instrument gets played better and better by virtuoso. Virtuosos only happen by spending thousands of hours at it. Um, there's this idea, you know. You, so let me, let me just yeah. uh, uh, quick. No, please. I, I think I heard you saying self-awareness plays a big role in yeah. how effectively you become. An actor obviously plays a big role in life, period. Yes. But as an actor, mm-hmm. the more self-aware you become, the more likely you could access yeah. your genuine self. Absolutely. So do people struggle getting there? Oh, God, yes. How do you get them past that? We spend... And, a- and in doing... I'd love, to, love people to hear how they can get themselves past that sure. for those who are listening, too. Sure. Um, look, a, a, a tremendous amount of my time, uh, especially in class, is spent talking with an actor about something that they don't want to look at. So mm-hmm. I will, a lot of times... It sounds let's, like therapy. It, well, it, it's very, it's it's very much, it's, it's akin. It's yeah. absolutely akin because let's say you're doing a scene. I have two, two actors right now that are both absolutely brilliant actors who have chops. They walked in really good. They're doing a scene from that movie Marriage Story, which was up for all these Academy Awards this year, and they're doing a really argumentative, blowout, horrible breakup scene, terrible scene. And they're doing it, and all the skills are there. Technically, it's all very nice, but nobody is being moved to tears in the audience. 
Mm. I'm not being moved to tears, and I'm a sucker. Like, if you can get me laughing or crying, you win. You do, so you they do were doing job. the mechanics. Right. It hitting, all looked They're hitting the notes. Yes. But there's no soul behind there's, the notes. There's no Academy Award waiting for these performances. Now, if I sit and talk with them, and I... And by the way, both of them are married. To each other? No, to other, oh, okay. to other people. Okay. They both have kids. So they, they both they have could happy, relate. They could relate. Well, they have happy families. Okay, so they can't relate to the. So now I to say, that movie okay, <laughs> to the guy, I'm like, who is the girl that broke your heart the worst? Like, who's the girl in your past who really did this to you? And he said a name. Great. That's her. Across from you is that girl, that girl who broke your heart. With the girl. She really didn't. She 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 kept frumfering through it, and I'm trying. She didn't want to go there. Too and painful. Eventually, she admitted my husband. Wow. Interesting. That's an interesting twist. And suddenly, that so scene, she's living with this pain and resentment. Yep. And she accessed it for the and first she, time. It was the first time she said it out loud. Wow, that's huge. And suddenly, they did the scene again. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Wow. And that's the difference. It's it's saying, look, you're either going to be honest in this or you're going to hide. If you hide, nothing authentic is going to happen. Nothing is going to bleed through. We're not going to be moved by you. And look, I, I think that, you know, the I think when you're talking with your best friends, when you're talking with the people you're closest to, those people tend to be more genuine and more honest. And they... They get our empathy because of that. That's when we have these talks across our kitchen tables with people and connect in a real way. So it's no different whether it's on a stage in front of the camera or sitting across from a friend at your kitchen table. If you're not being honest about who who you are and what's happening to you in that moment, well, it's all inauthentic. And quite frankly, I don't understand anybody who wants to live that way. I can't live that way. I can't function I th- that way. I think people are afraid to go there. I, I think so, we, too. We, one of the past podcasts, I spoke with someone who's a mindfulness um, a coach about trauma. Mm. I mean, we live in a society mm-hmm. that is is full of trauma. I mean, even as a society, we have trauma from, from experiences and from how we've treated different classes of people in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, the biggest challenge is going there. People are just mm-hmm. afraid to go there, to get into the weeds of the pain. Yes. Because it's just too painful. Yeah. But when they access it, that's when they get cracked wide open. Sure. And that's like, that's when the freedom happens. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to learn what happened after with this woman and her relationship and whether that, you know, whether that opened up some opportunities. But that could be a show on its own. Yeah, and I, I think it did. And, I'm, and I, think they, I think they're happier because of it, actually. I think she, I know she is. Right. Um, but we, we did talk about it because we're friends. Right. Um, and, and so uh, I think there, there's actually some healing going on simply because she actually talked about it, which is great. So... Um, most of the students you have are, are prof- those who want to be professional actors. Yeah. Is that, or do you have any plans to do something like what I just mentioned earlier? Non-actors weekends or non-actor classes or more, you know, for therapeutic uh, uh, purposes? I, I think I, there's a huge opportunity I don't, here. I don't disagree with you. Uh, um, I, I, I never have. Um, it's only because I spend so much of my time... Dealing with the actors that desperately want careers. <laughs> um, and because I, I make movies. So it's like that's... Right. The, the coaching has always been the thing that has um, 
that feeds my soul more than anything else. That's what right. I love about about right. that part of my job. I, I love working with actors because I love actors. Um, and it, it it's a creative environment for me to be inspired for the other things that I do. Um, I, I mean, my last film was cast solely from my actors. So I had 25 people that I work with every week who were the, who were the entire tapestry of that movie, um, which was incredibly, like, from a, from a creative standpoint, the most successful thing I've ever done. Um, but I have, uh, I, have taught, I have taught some big rooms where I know there are people there that are just kind of looky-loos or interested or don't know. And again, we're in Hollywood, so everybody wants to be an actor. I mean, every day, um, to some degree. It's sort of like your podiatrist has a screenplay sitting in his desk that he wrote (laughs) about podiatrists. Um, But it's a spy podiatrist. Um, But here's the thing. Um, I I think that you are very forward-thinking in that you were willing to take an acting class in the way that you did. I think, I, I wish more people were that willing because I think that if people understood that process, I think they could gain from it tremendously. Yeah, I had actually several people were like, you missed your calling, you should have been an actor. All right, so just to quickly recap because we're coming up on time. Sure. Um, I heard a few things. Mm-hmm. If you want to become the best at what you do in order to improve your performance whether you're an actor in marketing and sales uh, a a speaker Mm -hmm. an executive a leader you have to be able to access elements of your life that are genuine who you are You, you can't be afraid to be vulnerable and go there and tap into that because in order for you to relate to the people in front of you you have to have a pretty broad spectrum of emotions you can Mm -hmm. tap into if you've not, if you've lived a charmed life, you might have some challenges being empathetic, right? Yes. So you know, let's just—that is what it is. But you know, you could probably still find situations through association. Maybe you've had a friend or a family member who has had trouble, and you could learn how to tap into those experiences and make them your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I've I've heard very loud and clear is, you have to invest in becoming self-aware. Yes. In order to be successful pretty much at anything. anything. You want to be a successful actor, successful business person, successful at relationships, Mm -hmm. you have to become self-aware. Yeah. So do you have any, as a professional coach, Mm -hmm. helping people Mm -hmm. access their innermost self Mm -hmm. in order to create a performance that other people can relate to? Which Mm -hmm. is, I think, the most noble thing about acting is you can actually create an experience for someone else. Mm -hmm. And through you, they tap into their own emotions uh-huh. that's the gift in my opinion from the craft right mm-hmm. besides the entertainment value what tips would you have with anyone who struggles with that couple of couple of nuggets you can sure. leave some audience with people who might be struggling with accessing their mm-hmm. inner true self mm-hmm. how can they go there what are some recommendations any tips any methods to do it yeah there, there's um a couple things that I tell all my students and I, and I tell them pretty religiously is, you know, the world is going to beat you up enough. Um, don't help them. Um, I, I, the, the way that actors talk about themselves in the third person <laughs> many times, but the things that people say to themselves in the mirror, um, where you're actually talking to you and you're saying things that you wouldn't allow anyone to say to you. That's the first thing I, I, I tell them to eliminate. Like, you're the not going to get any, self-talk. any negative self-talk. Period. Um, okay. The second thing 
is stop lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be truthful to you if you want to find the truth in you. So, a lot of our world, you have to bullshit some people around you. That happens. That's right. part of business. But it's you're saying of... don't be so concerned about the optics. Yes. Be authentically real. Yes. Because you can't fool the optics in the mirror. Exactly. Okay. So with yourself, you have to be, have a straight talk. No choice about it. The third thing, and it's, a, it's, it's sort of my, it's kind of what I feel about life. Um, you can have one of two things. You can have a handful of excuses or the thing that you want. That's it. Those are the two choices. At every crossroad, those are the choices. Right. It's a bunch of reasons why I'm not doing this. And by the way, that can, that can be, I'm not going to go where I need to go to in this performance. I'm not going to actually access that because I'm scared, because it's going to hurt, because it's going to offend the person that did that to me that I'm using. Or I'm going to use it. And I'm going to end up with doing the work that I deserve to do and getting the accolades for that work that I deserve because I'm willing to go there. So no, you can't be a people pleaser and succeed at this. Or at anything. all. You can't. At you ever. just have to do what you have to do. Yes. I, I, I w- it was interesting. I was, um, I was reading something. I forget where it was. But someone was talking about like, yeah, you could reach, let's say, 100,000 people through a blog or a video blog or a podcast, what have you. Mm-hmm. And if you care so much about what people think, that might be all you're going to reach. To get to millions of people, you got to get, you got to get to this place where you're going to be okay with people who are not going to like you. Absolutely. So I heard very loud and clear those three great tips, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, it's always a choice. Yeah. Everything's a choice. Everything is. It's been a pleasure talking with you. It's been awesome, brother. I, for those listening, I hope you got some value from that. I think those are great points of advice. And if people are listening who want to take your acting class, how do they look you up? Uh, well, they would look me up. The, the best way to get to me, honestly, is through Facebook. Um, I do a ton of stuff through Facebook. My business uh, finds its way through that that medium. You have so, a page that people yeah, should look uh, up? Yeah, just, Mar- uh, just Adam Marcus 13. That's me. Okay. Um, I'll make sure I put a link on the uh, awesome. podcast. Yeah, and it. they can totally look look for me there. Um, you know, I'm, uh, and I'm also, you know, IMDB Pro is a great way to get a hold of me. Um, it has all of my information and everybody who reps me and all that stuff. So great. Yeah. And if you have trouble finding Adam Marcus, just look for Adam Marcus, uh, with Friday the 13th, Jason yep. Gostel. That's me. Adam, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks for it's been joining a pleasure, me today. man. This has been awesome. Cheers. And until next time.